for your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. We are not going back, not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't Across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we're converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell radio program. Well, hello, America. Welcome home, America, I should say, to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. As always, it is such a thrill to start another busy work week with you guys. So much to talk about today. If you are new to the program, Wendy Bell Radio Network app, you can follow along on the live video stream. Join in the chat. Also, 2 million podcast downloads strong. Love to have you join us there if you'd like to download our podcast. Wendy Bell Radio, you plug that in. Boom. Up we come. We're on radio stations across America. We're on Newsmax television. We're all over sharing what we believe is the common sense conservative values that just make sense. So if you're new, welcome. If you're a frequent flyer, so glad you're back. Everybody, welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Amen. You know, I didn't spend a whole lot of time over the weekend doing what a lot of folks did. Watch the football game, got together with friends, what have you. I did one of my favorite things instead, and that is, it's going to sound completely contrary to rational thought, but it is yard work. I go outside, take Murphy, take my rake, got my gloves, my bags, my yard bags. I'm ready to rot my big green scooper things, which bruised my hands. I used them so much. And I just get lost. And I don't think about anything. And I don't worry about anything. I just focus on the next pile of junk I've got to scoop up and put away. As we're getting ready in a couple months, we're going to have spring finally back. It's where I go. Where I I clear out my brain. And I know a lot of chatter out there about this game. Whether you like Travis Kelsey and you like what's his perfect Taylor Swift and you watch the halftime show or you like the commercials or you like the odds, whatever it is. All of the talk, of course, right now seems to be about this black national anthem. Look, there's nothing that you can say about the black national anthem other than everything about it is wrong. And it is dangerous. And it is purposeful. And you know who's not being conned by it? The black community. And it is necessary that we go through this chapter of a reset in this world. Because things are so freaking haywire. And unfortunately, they have to play out. So everybody along the way who's been asleep can get an opportunity to come awake. 
And the, the, the frustration is waiting for everybody else to see what you see. The response from average people on Twitter, it has been just brutal. How about this headline from Breitbart? Shame on the NFL. Performance of Black National Anthem sparks b- backlash, as well it should. I mean, think about what is baked in the whole idea that, that somebody had to come up with this as a, a solution to a problem that does not exist. To create some words that are seemingly meaningful to just certain kinds of people. To then put it out on a national platform in order to score points with people in various echelons of global suckery. So that they can applaud from their DEI thrones and say, well, we got another one done. Because that's not the story of America. In fact, I dare say that in the modern era, that is not the story of any country. We are not divided. We are not separated. We are not segregated. We are not different. And the more each of us realizes that, the more these shameful attempts to drive a wedge infuriate us. Again, something that we have to limp through so that everybody else wakes up. I got a couple stories that just absolutely blow my mind today because it is exactly that, the black voters who are repudiating so much of the nonsense that's coming out. You know, Cori Bush, she's a member of the squad. She's a relatively new congresswoman from St. Louis, uh, Missouri's congressional district number one, St. Louis. Okay, I spent many years in St. Louis. I met my husband in St. Louis. His family is from St. Louis. St. Louis is majority black and Hispanic. And the majority black and Hispanic voters in St. Louis, Missouri. Are saying no, thank you. To Cori Bush, she is getting slaughtered in her primary for re-election coming up August 6th. Polling is out. She's going up against this guy, prosecuting attorney in St. Louis County. His name is Wesley Bell. She is the incumbent squad member. Remember when we were all supposed to listen to these people? They were causing so many headlines, so many waves. Cori Bush is getting her rear end handed to her almost two to one. In this Democrat primary, Wesley Hunt, prosecuting attorney in St. Louis County, 50 percent, ladies and gentlemen, to Corey Bush's 28 percent. Who's doing the majority of the polling here? Well, it is a majority black and Hispanic community. They don't like her any more than we do. She wastes money. She lies about it. She gave her her fiance slash husband slash bodyguard tens of thousands of dollars. She's pushed to defund the police. St. Louis now is a crap show in crime like so many other cities. And voters there say, pack your bags, sister. We've had enough of crazy train. That's not the only place it's happening. This Fannie Willis thing, ladies and gentlemen, that we're going to talk about in the program today. You have whistleblowers coming out of the woodwork with proof. Proof that Fannie Willis misused money and is in is embroiled in this act blue election donation scam syndicate that specifically uses the identities of senior citizens 
and dark money coming in from where do you suppose? Maybe Sam Bankman freed as he squandered all of the people's crypto investments, became the second largest donor to Democrats this side of George Soros. Fannie Willis has received gobs of money from that. Look, justice is not white or black. We say this all the time. Any more than the United States can be carved in half into a national anthem for some of the people and a black national anthem for all black people. This is the way in which we want to raise our children. It's fundamentally not correct. I have a hard time wasting time on it, though, friends. The, the stories and the comments about the, the national anthem. I don't care who the woman was who sang it. I don't care what it's called. I don't care what the words are in it. Because in my United States of America, every single man, woman, and child who is a legal resident of this country, a citizen... And those who are going through the rightful path to become. That is, that is what all, all of us means. And I'm tired of all of these feeble attempts to dismantle that. That people in Atlanta, Georgia, specifically Fulton County, again, majority black and Hispanic community, are speaking up and pushing back. And they're seeing Fannie Willis, who campaigned on being something extraordinary. Give me a chance. I'm talented. It's a bad look for everybody. If you are, if you are selected because of something other than what you have inside, what you've proven, the track record that you've laid, the extra effort that you've gone through when nobody else was looking. If we don't live in a system that rewards that, then we will have two national anthems because there will be those for whom excuses and special accommodations are made and then there will be that for everyone else. Try raising kids in this kind of environment. So though my arms are sore, my wrists are on fire, and I have a stupid blister on my thumb, I can tell you my yard looks absolutely, fantastically brown and dismal. <laughs> but by golly, I feel like the time I spent out there cleaning up the waste was a lot better than watching it, perhaps on live television. Ladies and gentlemen, when we come back on the program, I'm going to lay out what we have coming up. Because Joe Biden dropped a Super Bowl ad. <laughs> you guys see it? I saw none of it, all right? I saw it this morning. We're going to play it for you. We want to see what, what maybe you think about it on the live stream. <laughs> As we walk into the whole idea that the walls are crumbling down around Fannie Willis and the wheels have officially come off Joe Biden's bus. Next, on the Wendy Bell Radio Network. So, people who've been watching, who watched the uh, the Super Bowl, hopefully you like the outcome, whatever. I think it had great storylines to it. Obviously, the most 
talented of this generation quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. A great story on the other side. But <laughs> the ads always are, are a talker. So this is a, this is a little blurb that popped up <laughs> on the Gateway Pundit. And it says, no joke, Joe Biden, who gave consumers 33% food inflation, cuts a Super Bowl Sunday video attacking snack food industry for shrinkflation. He says he's most angry over smaller cartons of ice cream. You know, (laughs) there are about 10 million things I would talk about before that in this particular capacity. This is really... This is really how the DNC or whomever is behind this wanted to spend their money? Okay. But I mean, no joke, he really thinks you are that stupid after driving up the cost of our food 33% in three years thanks to the disastrous inflationary policies. You know, pass it. You'll have to pass it to see what's in it. How did I get that done? All the bipartisans suck, right? Isn't it all very, very interesting? So I want you to see the ad. I want you to hear it if you missed it, because it's so disingenuous. It's so poorly executed. It really is the exclamation point on this administration of suck. Listen. It's Super Bowl Sunday. If you're anything like me, you like to be surrounded by a snack or two while watching the big game. You know, when buying snacks for the game, you might have noticed one thing. Sports drinks bottles are smaller. A bag of chips has fewer chips, but they're still charging it just as much. And as an ice cream lover, what makes me the most angry is that ice cream cartons have actually shrunk in size, but not in price. I've had enough of what they call shrinkflation. It's a ripoff. Some companies are trying to pull a fast one by shrinking the products little by little and hoping you won't notice. Give me a break. The American public is tired of being played for suckers. I'm calling on companies to put a stop to this. Let's make sure businesses do the right thing now. Wow, is he on a mar? Is he in a drum line? Where the hell is he? What is what is that music? I don't know, but shrinkflation is my wallet. Yeah, exactly. Well, why would you say that? And by the way, just you can imagine if you didn't see it and you're listening, he has that a very vacant look where he's squinting. He's like squinting to kind of see what it says, but he's making no facial expression, right? I mean, he's he's blaming the food manufacturing the same way he was blaming gas companies for the cost of fuel. Well, you're the idiot who shut off the pipeline, you jag. Right. And he's like, this is ridiculous. They've got to bring the prices down. Well, I mean, rudimentary economic 101 theory tells you, hey, bozo, that's not the way it works. But of course, they know that. So let's talk about these financial pressures. Food prices up 33 from the beginning of 2021 when Joe Biden took office. How about home? How about mortgage and and rent costs up 18.7%, right? Energy prices up almost 33%. And we've got an American that is, I think our people are particularly burdened by living paycheck to paycheck. Forget saving for the future. This is Joe, but this is what he's going to say. Not, you know what? I'm a great president. These are the wonderful things I've done. I'm going to try to try to appeal to you and, and present to you this idea of competence and knowledge and and strength. I'm going to sit in a movie theater and complain that my ice cream container has gotten smaller. Hello. It must be really frustrating then. 
for Donald Trump to have his own ad. <laughs> now, I'm not so sure it, it went during the Super Bowl. I don't know if he did that. But this is the latest Donald Trump for president ad. It's blistering about Joe. And it's titled, Joe is unfit to lead America. It's official. Joe Biden mishandled classified documents. And now his two-tier justice system is on full display. The Department of Justice found Joe retained and disclosed classified documents, including matters of national security and intelligence sources and methods. He put America's national security at risk and then lied about it. I did not share classified information. I did not share. And after all that, Biden's special counsel still declined to indict him because he was, quote, an elderly man with a poor memory and diminished faculties who didn't even remember when he was vice president. Joe Biden, unfit to stand trial, unfit to lead America. You know, it's it's just factual. And it's going to come out. And here's the thing that's so frustrating. It's like that requisite three years that it seems to take for reality to hit most people. It took three years for people to realize that COVID was used as a bioweapon, right? That the vaccines were used for something other than what they were allegedly created for. It took three years for us to now be scratching our heads and talking about the 2020 election with real sincerity. Now all of this information is just coming out about all these mail-in ballots in various areas that clearly Pennsylvania did not go to Joe Biden. That Wisconsin, that Michigan, that Arizona. How many of these stories are going to come out three years too late? And so when the story comes out, that Joe Biden needs around-the-clock attention. And then they come out and say, yeah, you know what, we, yeah, we knew. We already know you knew. It's in Hunter's emails, ladies and gentlemen. He talked about this before 2020. He talked about Joe Biden's decline. He had jokes in his emails talking about how crazy it was that his father, who was seriously slipping, was the Democrat candidate. Come on. So that is the predicate of today's show. Yes, other people are waking up. Yes, I am frustrated that it has taken this long. But all of these things have to go down this way. Fannie Willis is in our spotlight when we come back. A whistleblower. Says he's got the documents, he's got the receipts, he knows the dollar amounts that were funneled to her campaign to be DA. And they came from Act Blue. We'll talk about it next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I think something corrupt people forget is when their corruption makes it economically uncomfortable for everybody else, and we watch them benefit and abuse and enrich themselves, it really ticks people off. And it really has ticked enough people off in the, ca- in the, ca- in the case, excuse me, of this Fulton County DA, Fannie Willis. And if you think about this, the strategy is so rudimentary. It's tried and, tr- and true. They've tested it. 
Joe Biden used it. The crime family syndicate has employed the same strategy. So if you're going to have an infusion of money and you don't want people to know either where it's from or you don't want to get flagged as having received a bunch that you don't plan on paying taxes for because you suck and you're going to wag your finger at everybody else to pay their fair share, right? You've got to create the strategy and it is to bust Bust down the the gob of money and spread it into small, smaller little sprinkles everywhere else. So Joe Biden has Hunter. He's got James. He has Sarah. He has Haley. He has grandchildren. He has Hunter's daughter. He's got all these people, nine family members who've all received pieces of the pie, hoping that a sliver missed is not as obvious as a huge chunk. Right. This is exactly what's been going on with this act blue nonsense. This is why it's been so pivotal for people to have these mail in ballots, too, because the Democrats know they cannot win without cheating. They cannot win local elections unless they are rigged and well financed. So you've heard us talk about James O'Keefe. So he's the guy behind Project Veritas company. He started, board fired him. He started a new company, OMG, O'Keefe Media Group. And he picked up the ball of this Act Blue monstrosity, which is this kind of super PAC that gives, gives money to various candidates, federal, local, county, what have you, and infuses money into their campaigns to help push them over the line. Except... The money that's coming in from Act Blue, though some of it is actually coming in from individual donors who purposely make a five, a ten, or a fifty-dollar contribution, every now and again there are gobs and gobs and gobs, millions, tens of millions of dollars that have been infused into Act Blue from anonymous people, anonymous people that Act Blue or whomever is behind it is trying to pretend that. Old people, primarily elderly people who've donated once or twice in the past, the records indicate these people have given like 8,000 times and have given hundreds of thousands of dollars. So James O'Keefe was like, this is so interesting. The number one person who gave money to Fannie Willis's campaign to become Fulton County's DA was somebody in like Maryland, right, who had given to her campaign in a totally different state with no skin in the game thousands of times over almost reaching a quarter of a million dollars. So I want to I want to begin this segment with James O'Keefe going up to the door of one of these people and being like, hi, um, please don't be afraid of me. I just want to ask you a question about your donation patterns to this Act Blue. Listen. Hey there, Mr. Riggs. Yes. James O'Keefe. Just asking about those contributions we spoke on the phone. Um, have you donated to Act Blue in the past? I don't believe so. You, you're listed as someone who's given um, over 31,000 individual contributions to to various causes for a total of two hundred to thirty thousand dollars using your name and this address. No, that's that's not us. That's not you. No. Nope. Have you ever donated to, to Act Blue? Or I think my wife has, but but nowhere near. Uh, are you aware still... that people are using your, your name? No. 
Are you aware that your name has been stolen and now you are indicated as giving all this money? So his wife has given what? 50 bucks, 100 bucks, $1,000? She hasn't given 230000 So these people are called Smurfs or cutouts, if you will. They ha- aren't actually doing the donating, but they're looking like they are. Sort of like elderly people in nursing homes. Look like they're voting. They're not voting. People are hijacking their, their vote, their identity, their ballot, and that's what's been going on. Is it so disgusting? Of course. Standard operating now. But I got this over the weekend from the Georgia Record. GeorgiaRecord.com. Here's your headline. Explosive revelation. Fannie Willis linked to massive election fraud and money laundering RICO enterprise. Every single time they try to accuse Donald Trump of doing something. It's so remarkable how the boomerang and my 180 degree rule come back and and show us how true they are. It's almost always because they're responsible for doing the exact same thing. In a shocking turn of events, a bombshell investigation has uncovered jaw-dropping connections between Fannie Willis and a sprawling web of election fraud and money laundering activities. The lady's only been in that position for a couple years. She's like Cori Bush. That destructive has taken that much money. And now people in her constituency in her community, are saying, get rid of her. Here's the story. Fannie Willis's involvement will be sure to send shockwaves through the political landscape. This investigation, which spans across multiple states, multiple jurisdictions, has revealed a complex network of illicit operations aimed at undermining the very foundation of our constitutional republic and the rule of law. Sources close to the matter suggest Willis was a massive beneficiary in the federal and Georgia RICO enterprises. And it appears she is currently playing a key role in orchestrating a a systemic scheme. My brain isn't functioning today to manipulate election outcomes, casting doubt on the integrity of the entire electoral process. Do me a favor, folks. The next time somebody on the left tries to call you an election denier or somebody who supports the big lie, honest to God, we should have a cheat sheet that has all of these cases listed on it. Be like, really? Really? In the lead up to the 2022 midterm elections, this team of investigators at the Georgia Record uncovered a massive money laundering network of campaign finance contributions being made by, bing, 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 Act Blue. One of the top beneficiaries of this money laundering RICO enterprise was none other than Georgia Senator Raphael Warnock. The Gateway Pundit was the first organization to cover the massive money laundering network that financed the Raphael Warnock campaign. As our investigation progressed, we expanded our efforts into other states, including Missouri, Maryland, Wisconsin, Arizona, and then into every single state. And working with the Epic Times investigative journalist Steve Kovac, we made a stunning find. Many of the top Act Blue contributors never made any of the individual contributions. Many of these not employed individual contributors 
were the victims of a highly sophisticated money laundering scheme. The scheme was further exposed when we provided data to James O'Keefe and to his people at O'Keefe Media Group, who captured many unwitting money laundering smurfs in Maryland. This massive ongoing money laundering operation involves wire fraud, evasion of campaign finance limits, structuring of financial transactions, tax fraud, nonprofit fraud, identity theft, and elder abuse. The RICO operation is still in operation today, using the identities of unwitting elderly and other Democrat voters. This massive RICO money laundering enterprise is the fuel for the entire election fraud RICO operation. It goes on to talk about buying a district attorney, money laundering operation connected to Alvin Bragg, who received massive numbers of campaign finance contributions from the network of individuals identified as Smurfs. The investigation into Bragg also helped to uncover the use of prepaid credit and debit cards in the structuring of the campaign finance contributions and the payment of ballot harvesting mules. Wait, what? I thought that movie was all debunked. Has Alvin Bragg refunded all of the illegal campaign finance contributions made to his campaign yet? Do you want to answer that question? Does anybody else find it interesting that Alvin Bragg charged Donald Trump criminally with a campaign finance violation while benefiting from a money laundering RICO enterprise? I think it's gotten down to this. Anything somebody accuses Donald Trump of, they're actually doing. And instead of investigating anything that has to do with Trump, who has been found not guilty of every piece of garbage that they've thrown at him. Why not use that money, that resource, that time uncovering the real truth? Alvin Bragg, he's ensnared in this. How about this? You guys heard of the Supreme Court race in Wisconsin last year? Janet Protasiewicz, the Janet for Justice campaign, taking in massive amounts of money from individual contributors who were also identified as part of this nationwide act blue money laundering RICO enterprise. How much does it take to buy a seat on the Wisconsin Supreme Court? $23.3 million. That's what was raised, mostly from leftist PACs, funded largely through Soros-linked organizations and act blue. And now Fanny Willis connected to this. And there is a gentleman out there, by the way, whose tweet I have pulled up on my computer now. And it says as follows. I caught Fanny Willis laundering money into her campaign. I filed an ethics complaint with the state of Georgia yesterday. Interviewed by Emerald Robinson in the link. If you haven't seen it, it's worthwhile. Final numbers. I will give you what he says. This guy is Peter Bernegger. And he said he's deeply connected to the investigation into Fannie Willis's campaign contributions. And he drops numbers that there's no one in Fulton County, Georgia, who can refute. We'll talk about that and we'll open the door to this whole idea that Michelle Obama is going to be the next 
Democrat nominee for president. Not so, says somebody very important in Barack Obama's orbit. We'll tell you why not to put your money on on Big Mike next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. It's also this above the law thing. So we're to believe that these radical prosecutors, these radical DAs, that these radically progressive Supreme Court justices in our various states just happen to win because everybody's down with this DEI woke garbage. We're all about this division that would necessitate a black national anthem anthem from the one that's for all of us, right? They want you to believe that this is a new phase of normal and that you've got to get on board or you're going to get lost in the dust. But that's not the case. It's absolutely not the case. That they've had to rig an awful lot. That they've needed to hide an awful lot. And the, the degree to which these elected leaders, elected in air quotes, because you have to question everything, speaking specifically about Fannie Willis, the degree to which she has avoided the law, avoided justice. Jim Jordan from House Judiciary sent her a subpoena regarding all of this stuff, her relationship with Nathan Wade, all of the money that she spent, the timeline of it, all of this stuff regarding Act Blue, the 222 anonymous but unemployed mega donors to her campaign from other states. Does that raise alarms to you? Well, it does to Jim Jordan. And so he sent a subpoena on behalf of House Oversight to her. She refused to take it refused to respond to it and that forced u.s marshals honest to god daily caller headline fannie willis forced u.s marshals to hand deliver subpoena from house judiciary committee who do you think you are who do you think you are how dare you These people who point fingers and claim it's Donald Trump who obstructed justice. It's Donald Trump's fault for everything. It's not working. Fannie knows it. Walls closing in. Now, this is interesting, though. A lot of people, and I think it's official now. I just pulled up these Vegas odds, right? The Vegas odds on who's going to be the candidate to run for the Democratic Party in 2024. Michelle Obama is number three on the leaderboard now, ladies and gentlemen. But David Axelrod, according to RealClearPolitics.com, says not a chance that Michelle Obama is not someone who likes politics. I don't know if that should make you feel better or for worse. Former Obama campaign manager David Axelrod told CNN's uh, Michael Smirkonish Saturday that there is a literal zero chance that Michelle Obama is going to run for office. He said this. Actually, Smirkonish said this to him. I got to ask you about this. Look, Vegas odds makers are saying they've got the best chances of being elected this fall. This, and he's got this whole list of people. Michelle Obama is is number three in line, 11 to one, ahead of Nikki Haley, Gavin Newsom, Robert Kennedy Jr., and Kamala Harris. Axelrod says, and I quote, well, here is what I know. Michelle Obama loves this country. 
I always got that vibe from Michelle Obama, didn't you? Loves this country. She's a brilliant person and a brilliant communicator. But she was a conscript to politics. She never was interested in a political life. Even when Barack Obama was a young politician, she really didn't participate much in his campaigns. I was with him in the Senate in 2004. I think she showed up twice in the whole campaign on election nights. Interesting. So, you know, she's not someone who likes politics. She doesn't like the tone and the tenor of it. Isn't that curious? As she's watching from like the central nervous system of all things that suck on the left. And he says this, I would be floored if she would consent to being the nominee. They feel that they gave 10 years of their life to this. And I'm sure she feels as Barbara Bush did when she said there's got to be somebody other than the Bushes and the Clintons who could be president of the United States. My guess is that is her attitude. So, isn't that intriguing? As we hear from Vladimir Putin in a sit-down with Tucker Carlson, that is never the person who seems to be the one running the show who's running the show. And he didn't make the distinction about Donald Trump, but you can make the distinction about Donald Trump. I want to get back to this particular tweet from this gentleman. Let me see if I can pull it up. This fellow, his name is Pete Bernegger, and he's the guy who blew the lid off of this act blue stuff with Fannie Willis. And he says, I caught her laundering money into the campaign. I filed an ethics complaint with the state of Georgia yesterday. He found 44,000. I see it's hard to tell. He says he found $44,295 over the limit of $3,000 per person that people are allowed to give in an election cycle per a candidate. And he found evidence that people cherry-picked in communities far and wide outside the state of Georgia were giving far more to Fannie Willis's campaign for district attorney than just that total because they were giving every hour on the hour, 24 hours a day, they would need to for a full year for them to give as much money to Fannie Willis as they gave. And he says, the unaware Smurfs, the people, the elderly folks whose identities are stolen, are all over the age of 65. Willis's campaign conspired to do all with the likes of Act Blue. I know the banks. I have the, re- the receipts. These findings and numbers are based on her reports to the state of Georgia. And he's got them. I might reach out to this gentleman today and see if he can come on the program, ladies and gentlemen. But do know that the case to prosecute Donald Trump by Fannie Willis is melting in her fingertips as people in Georgia are seeing what is really going on. And that is the point. Hour two of the Wendy Bell radio program, the suck machine working overtime to defend Joe Biden's vigor. Is it working? You decide next. Next. 